Mary. Welcome back to Zen Mama and Everyday Gurus. How are you doing? I just have to say thank you all for continuing to show up for the podcast. It's been a year and we have ten, over 10,000 downloads and I'm just, I sit back in awe and gratitude. Um, yeah, and for those of you that have been on this journey with me for the whole year, you'll know it's changed and shifted and what a metaphor to life that is, right? I started with my daughters and mama and the addict. That was my daughter, Caitlin, who we started interviewing people in long-term recovery and that was really wonderful. I enjoyed that so much and we told our story and I learned so much and I continue to talk to people in recovery and people walk in the same path as I am, which is having someone in our life we love that struggles with addiction and raising their children. And I think that's all really meaningful and necessary. And I learned so much and we need community and connection. And that's why I'm here just to share, to share this um, journey. And so that we know we're not alone. And so we learn from each other and we stay resilient on the path. And through this journey, I've had other people come into my lens and into the podcast. Um, I've had healers on. I've had so many beautiful souls that are just shining their light out into the world. I've bantered with some about hard topics and things we're just curious about. Uh, Michael Thompson's been on several times as we've just thrown around ideas of self-worth and body wisdom things that just come into our life that we're incredibly curious about. I am a seeker, no doubt about it. And, you know, I just think I've come to know this is not a linear path and not one I necessarily had chosen for. Things came into my life very unexpectedly, and I'm sure I'm not alone. There's probably a lot of you out there. And it's very easy to be like, I don't know, feel like, how did this happen? You know, I didn't really choose this. Why? And, um, you know, I, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And I do tend to dig deep to try to understand the lesson in things. Because why, why not? You know, I do think it's all information. I think we're here for a reason. I think we all have something we're here to do. And if we can cultivate some awareness in our life to be awake and paying attention to what's happening rather than reacting to it or, you know, letting it sort of wear us down, I think we have to pick ourselves up and we have to ask why, you know, why this, why me, why now, what am I supposed to be doing? And I do really think that if we listen to our bodies, these vessels that we're walking around in our earth suits, as my friend and mentor Kelly Skinner says, intelligence, so much intelligence in our bodies to guide us, but we have become a little disconnected when we live in a world that kind of pulls us out of our bodies, right? We're so stimulated by the external world and God knows there's a lot happening to make us feel frustrated or confused or yeah, just scared, right? And it's changing so fast right now, but it is full of opportunity, I really believe. And even though sometimes in my life, I'd like to just hit the easy button 
you know, I don't know that I necessarily was looking to raise seven children in the end, <laughs> four of them being my grandchildren, or have a daughter that's struggling and just breaks my heart, you know, to see her struggle and not be able to have a little magic wand to wave and make her all well. Um, but the truth is that, you know, we all have our own journeys and our own outcomes. And it's been a big lesson to me as a mom to realize, and a woman and a cancer, um, that I can't control anyone's outcome, right? What I can do is stay well and choose how I want to be on this journey, you know, and how I want to show up for myself and others. And also realizing I do have to show up to my, for myself first, which is hard um, journey. It's a hard journey to talk about self-love and to feel it and really let ourselves feel what's there, right? Because in order to get to the love and the grace and the hope, we have to actually feel the grief and the sadness and the loss and the fear. And it's easy to just want to push that away. And this is probably why we have so much addiction, right? And whether it's from a substance or scrolling or shopping or eating, it's hard to be with this human journey. It is hard. And so we could um, just call that out. And right there, it sort of lets us exhale a little bit. Yeah. And I do have people say to me, gosh, I don't know like how you move through this with such grace, and which is such a generous thing to say. And I am not always full of grace by any means. But I will say I have chosen to show up as the best version of myself. Um, even when I wanted to push the easy button, even though there's days that I'm like, I don't want this to be my life. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I'm really tired. And it's hard to hold space for people that are suffering, which as a healer is one of the things I do. As a mother, it's one of the things we do. As a human being, it's one of the things we do. Because everyone's suffering. It's part of the human experience. It's just how much we want to inflict on ourselves and how much we can turn the dial on that. And so how do we do that? Like, how do we take this, this uh, experience and all the challenges of this world that we're living in and how do we still find joy and hope? Well, I know that yoga has helped me incredibly like the yoga philosophy of realizing that we're not our minds and we're not our bodies, we're not our thoughts. And the science behind this too. But our thoughts are this full feature film that we're playing in our head that is really not the truth, but it's the just the response to the journey, to our experience. But we let those thoughts become our reality. And at a baseline, we are um, creatures that have a negativity bias right? We're hardwired for um, looking for danger, right? That's what we did as pr primitive beings. And so we still have that in us. We look for the negativity. So if we're aware of that, we can still scan for the negativity, but be aware of that and choose, once we know we're safe, to be able to reframe or shift our relationship with that. Right, which might mean just instead of always considering what could go wrong in a situation, maybe seeing what could go right or at least 
being open and curious about it. So I've done this by practicing mindfulness. So mindfulness is this idea that instead of staying in my thoughts of this full feature film or this rumination about what's happened or something I'm worried about, I acknowledge that that's there. But at the same time, I actually have practices to bring myself into the present moment, right? This breath and then this breath and then the noises in the room and then the things I'm actually seeing and the people I'm hearing or, or seeing or my breath or my body, you know, sensations in my body, things I'm smelling. You use your senses and then that brings me back to reality, which is the only thing that is real is this moment. And then once I keep practicing bringing my brain back to the present moment, my attention, over time I cultivate this awareness. So not that I'm still not a crazy human at times, but I actually hold witness to that a little more instead of just like sweeping up and letting the tension and the stress and the overwhelm of it sweep me right up with it, right? Which for some people can lead to like heart issues, like a lot of our chronic diseases because our stress response is going crazy, causing inflammation, our cortisone levels are high, our amygdala, the little part of our brain that um, is responsible for our stress response is super active. And those other areas um, are not as active. So when we practice mindfulness and we pull ourselves out of those thoughts and come present to our taking a few breaths, something to activate our rest and digest or our um, relaxation response, then no matter what's swirling around us, we can take a few breaths, we can feel our feet on the floor, we can notice what's here and now, we can let all that other stuff fall away and for just a moment be present and then everything loses its, you know, angst or its, you know, excitement or chaos. Suddenly there's this space between the reactivity of life and this calm center that you can cultivate for yourself. And so if you practice a little bit every day, it becomes something that when you start to feel those areas of resistance or just the tension you feel in your body, or the craziness you, you are experiencing in your mind, you're like, okay, wait a minute, just breathe, come back. And that's exercising your brain, that's neuroplasticity, that starts to get the other parts of your brain lit up, your prefrontal cortex, which gives you the ability to pause before you respond. It's your area of executive functioning. So you can begin to be a little more fundamentally aware of what's happening and then come to your center, look around, and use the power of choice, right? And not be so reactive. Because, you know, you guys, we're just, we're doing the best we can here in this journey as human beings, but it is just a journey. And we can let things be as, you know, catastrophic as we want them to be or we can get on that surfboard and we can ride those waves a little bit and watch the waves come and watch the waves go right and I talk to people at sauna the place I work uh, with people in recovery about cravings right they come and we can respond to them or can you take a few breaths can you allow your body to relax can you allow your mind to come present 
can you watch the wave come and what if you just stay with it what if you just stay with the discomfort but you breathe through it so you're creating rest if we're creating peace and ease within this incredible pull that you're having to numb it'll go you guys it goes <laughs> it'll come again and it'll go again and that's just the example with addiction but it's true about any circumstance in our life you know if it's someone we're worrying about our you know a child that's struggling um, your relationship with your partner your finances whatever it is if you allow some breath some space some practices in your life um, to create an inner calm we call, call it in yoga like the ease within the effort or this like stillness beneath the waves of life or the mind that goes up and down um, yeah it can create this ability to be with our experience in a way that is more true to who we are and to our truth so one of the things I've been doing I just want to talk about um, the negativity bias a little bit um, well I talked about the negativity bias but I just want to share a couple tools I've been using lately at times when I feel um, the realness of life right and one of them is this idea that I feel really pretty tired a lot, pretty exhausted at the end of days. I often find begin days energized, but when I have a lot going on and I, I clearly have gotten um, a call that I am on my spiritual path, you know, I am doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and it's a lot, right? I have a lot going on. I have a lot to do during this lifetime and I'm accepting that. And it's mostly all joyful, but it also is pretty tiring. And it's all those emo other emotions too. So one thing I've learned that I have to do is to rest and to receive, right? This idea that we do have the negativity bias. I do as a mother, as a woman, as a healer, as someone that's worked in healthcare, as a human being with all the hats that we wear. Um, I do give a lot and I want to give I want to serve but I also need to receive and so receiving I'm beginning to just explore well what moments in my day am I receiving without having to like take this chunk of time out of my life to go um, to a retreat or go have time alone before I just want to <laughs> get in a little ship and sail away is beginning to notice all the times I receive throughout the day and so that could be when I'm sitting um, and watching the sun set right it could be when I'm walking in the woods that's such a receiving and filling up time for me yeah it could be when I'm sitting with a warm cup of tea on a cold winter morning or today it's fallen Vermont it was chilly and it's just feeling the warmth of that cup in my hands, right? Healing, hearing the kids getting ready for school and knowing they're actually getting ready by themselves without me having to constantly be helping them. Like, oh, that's a receiving, that's a filling up. I don't have to do that anymore. They help each other. They coach each other along to get ready on time. Like, hallelujah. You know, but that's a receiving, right? To have my puppy come over and jump up on my lap and cuddle, that's a receiving. To have a warm shower. 
to lay down sometimes on the floor in my office and put my feet up on the floor and just breathe for 10 minutes. That's a receiving. That's a resting. That's something that is so yummy, you guys. I can't believe how much that has helped me. So it's about a resiliency mindset. I've been doing this with moments of contentment also. Um, I can go through a whole day and just feel the heaviness or the busyness of my day and all the ways I have to show up and all the calls I need to make and all the providing I have to do for, for others. But then I decided to practice, when am I feeling moments of contentment though? You know, feeling happy for no reason. And what I found was I experienced a lot of them. And they fall hand in hand, the receiving and the contentment. But I'm sharing this because these are new practices for me. And they've made a big difference. They've gotten myself in this resiliency mindset where I not only am giving all day, but I'm also receiving. But I only benefit from that if I take a moment to recognize it's happening. Yeah. So I wanted to share those those two things with you that have been incredibly helpful to me. I always talk about mindfulness because it, raise, it raises your awareness of your journey. So you're a little more awake and you can react to your life proactively. How about that? And you can be more in a preventative uh, place. And you can also begin to listen to your body and ask, ask what you need. Put your hand on your heart and just say, or wherever you might be feeling discomfort and just ask yourself what what's called for now. We do know. We just have to listen and do it. Like when I'm asked to rest, I need to actually rest and not worry about all the 10 things I could be getting done in that moment. Um, and realize that whatever you've done in that day is enough. And these are just, you know, this is deconditioning. This is reframing. This is um, giving yourself a different lens at which to view your experience and then to put it into action. But right now, many of us need to be filled up with, um, well, we need to, we need rest. <laughs> we need to be refueled. And so when you have moments of resistance, notice those and be curious about them and see what's called for and ask yourself, ask a higher power to help guide you. You are exactly where you're meant to be. And I know I spent a lot of time, even before this happened with uh, my family 10 years ago with Caitlin and needing us to help her and her family. I always was just like, am I doing what I'm meant to be here doing? Am I on the right path? Am I serving? Yes, I'm doing all these things, but there's something else. I feel like there's something else. And I guess I've just come to learn that we are here to learn and share all of us in different ways. And we're here to love and to be loved. And I think that seems, I don't think we've given that enough importance or we've made it something other than what it is. That unconditional love, that little hole in our heart that only um, our oneness can fill. Um, and then, you know, we need community around that and we need support around that and we need to stop and we need to listen. 
and, and know that we are exactly where we're meant to be. I think there's these guardrails we knock up against um, when we try to go down the wrong path and it sends us back. And when you are numbing, when you are reaching for things that you know don't serve you well, can you be a little curious about that and incredibly kind to yourself for being human? We need to soften this journey, you guys. It's hard and we can, we're making it even harder. And if we can hold space for each other of understanding and realizing that we're all similar but a little bit different and we all have to find our way and how can we support each other in that journey? I mean, part of it for me obviously has been this podcast, which I never knew was something I'd be doing. And, you know, stepping through shame and vulnerability and um, opening my heart to sharing my truth. I didn't really want people to see the less than parts of me. But the pain of carrying it around was much harder than the actual pain of sharing it, of feeling it. That's one thing that's been a huge lesson for me. It's harder to carry our shit around, you guys, our fear, our worries, than it is to actually confront them, lean into them, give them some space, and let them go. Or else, if we can't let them go, because some things like grief and loss are hard to ever let go, we can at least find a loving way to be with them and know that we can feel that and we can feel joy and hope it all belongs. But if we keep pushing it away and ignoring it, it's often our like little North Star. It's often what leads us forward to living our fullest version of our life, right? Where our hearts can be open, where we can be curious, where we can feel childlike about not knowing. Like what if we don't know what's around the next corner? And maybe if it's the most delightful thing you could have imagined, like embrace the mystery. Yeah. And let's help each other on that journey. How can we rise each other up? And I do think that's why I'm here right now and sharing with you guys what I learned on my journey because I do feel like when we can share, that the hard stuff loses its power over us. We know we're not alone. It heals us. And then we can shine our light out. And that helps other people shine their light or find their light. Because it is all light. <laughs> it really is. We're held in light. Um, and we just have to keep looking for it. Yeah. So the last thing I want to share today is I just have come up with this, um, these pillars that I really think when life feels unmanageable, we need to come back to. And I call it Reset. And it's rest, exercise, stress management, eating well or nutrition, and taking care or self-care. Self-care meaning that we show ourselves the same grace and compassion that we would show others. It's about setting boundaries. It's about standing in our truth even when it makes other people uncomfortable. Yeah, thank you, Glennon Doyle, for that. And so... When life feels unmanageable, go back to those things. What is your rest like? Your sleep and your rest. Like maybe you need more of it. I've learned as a healer and working with people in recovery, I need to refuel more than I did before. Any parent needs more of this. 
So how can you build it in your life? How can you open up to receive? Or at least recognize the moment you're receiving, right? Yeah, and then build a few in um, intentionally. Um, and then exercise moving in ways that your body just loves, right? Let's not make it hard. Let's not bring more stress, but make it meaningful. Get your heart rate up at times, but also like love the fact your body can move and how can you move it in ways that feel good? Yeah, my days of like pounding the pavement are over, but I'll get on my bike and my mat and I'll do yoga and I'll walk with my dog in the woods, which moves my body and beats my heart, but also fills me with joy and so much joy of being out in nature. And then stress management or stress resiliency. What are those practices? Like, do you meditate? Do you draw? What brings you into the present moment so you can let the commentary go away? Um, maybe it's making beautiful food. Maybe it's um, um, breathing. <laughs> Breathing to activate your parasympathetic, moving your diaphragm in nice, long, slow breaths, breathing into your belly, um, getting on your mountain bike, just those things that really bring you um, into a state of um, eliciting your, your um, relaxation response, listening to music, right? Noticing the stress in your body, allowing your exhale to melt you. Yeah, getting a massage or an acupuncture or a chiropractic care, whatever, uh, or healing touch, whatever um, helps you. And this overlaps with the self-care a little bit because it's what really helps you from the inside out. Right? It's great to go have your hair done and your nails done, but do it with a friend who you can talk to and enjoy and laugh with. Right? Yeah, or take a nice Epsom salt bath. Get some aromatherapy. Things that activate your relaxation response. And this is changing your neural pathways, you guys. It's, it's changing your physiology so that you can have permanent, sustainable health and well-being. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is eating well and nutrition. And just knowing that our food is foundational to our health and well-being. And begin to think about your food more as how it can fuel you, give you energy, and how it can heal you. Right, the power of the plants, learn about it. Drink lots of water. Stay away from those foods that cause inflammation, too much, too much dairy or sugar or caffeine or alcohol or meat. Know where your food comes from. Watch out for those preservatives. If there's all these things in the label you don't understand, maybe choose differently. Yeah, and try to buy local when you can. I know it's hard, and sometimes it's a privilege, but every little bit we do, you know, we deserve it. It's this one precious life, you guys. Find what lights you up inside. Take the time to figure out what builds your resiliency, what is in your toolkit, what belongs, and what doesn't serve you anymore. I know it's okay. It's okay to change. We're changing all the time. We're shedding our... our cells at a cellular level we're a new person i think in seven years or something so just keep that in mind but um and life is not linear and it will change and the more we can stay you know stable have a strong foundation but be fluid and flexible within that and be open and curious the more we let the light in right we, the more we let our light grow 
And then we can share that. And boy, do we need it, you guys, right? Yeah. Let's have more of us that feel like people we stand next to that are sunny. Invite the sun in. Ask for guidance. Listen to your bodies. Relax that dang mind. <laughs> yeah. And I've been just getting so many messages to use my heart and my hands and my voice in this journey. It's that simple. Sometimes we don't exactly know, okay, then what do we do? But for me, it's, I'm being led and I think we're all being led. So find a practice that helps you raise your awareness to be directed and then to try, try something different. Yeah. And be aware of your negativity bias and your judgment and see if you can replace that with that open curiosity. All right, that's my little coaching talk for this week. And it's just a reflection of my real journey. And I just want you to know I have the same really hard days that you have. Um, I'm just sharing what lifts me up and moves me further down the path. You know, as I uh, share often with the people in recovery, we have to do this because no matter how much further down the road we are in our recovery, in our life, the ditch is the same distance from the road, right? So we have to find our way to stay closer to the center line. All right, you guys, thanks for um, showing up for this episode. I have two really amazing guests coming on um, next week. I start with um, someone that I'm really excited to talk to. I'm not going to do a spoiler alert, but I just want you to know they're two amazing young people doing amazing work in the world and they're going to help give you some more tools, talk about their journeys and um, together we heal and we rise and we keep on keeping on. All right, you guys find something to celebrate today. If you like the podcast, please um, give me a rating, subscribe, share it with a friend. Just help me move further down the path of getting this podcast out there and being able to continue to invite amazing souls on. If you know someone that has a story to tell, that's finding meaning and purpose, or that's struggling but trying to find their way forward and wants to talk about it, all comers, right? This is our epic journey and we all um, need to find our way forward. So if you know someone that has something to share, send them my way. Have them DM me or you DM me. And um, yeah, I look forward to that. All right. Have a best day. Don't forget the power of the plants. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.